as always, it's so good to be with you. How are we doing, church? Uh, it's always, I really enjoy our time each week gathering together to celebrate the Mass. And happy Advent. That's always a great time of the year. What a great way to round out the year. The birth of Jesus. That's, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Um, I'd like to share one quick shout-out with you. Uh, I learned this week from Sister Sarah that St. Albert will perform 105 baptisms in the year 2023. That's this year. That's, that's mind-boggling, folks. You know, we've been talking recently about a spiritual awakening occurring in our parish. You really see it in things like that. You also see it in the men, men's fellowship group sitting over there. I mean, there's signs of life and springtime everywhere. Well, 2023... It has been a challenging year, a most challenging year, for that's, that's for sure. It's almost like the last several years have been challenging, haven't they? You know, we think, well, once we can get over COVID, we can breathe a sigh of relief. And then other things happen to us, like wars and inflation, um, you know, political corruption, those kinds of things, sickness, death, so many things. And they just keep stacking up year after year. And if we're not careful over time, we can get tired. We can get weary. We can begin to slack off in believing in the goodness of life. The goodness such as peace and life and prosperity, love and harmony. These are the good things of life. These are the things that we believe in. These are the things that give us meaning and purpose in life. And when we see them beginning to go away, well, we can also lose, life can lose some of its luster and it also, we can lose some of the sense of hope that we have about life. We want to believe in good. You're made that way. God made you that way if you didn't know it. But you're, you're made to believe in good because God made you in his image. So I, I guess the question that comes to me this morning is as we kick off Advent, is how can we bolster, how can we uh, create and to grow our strength, our sense of hope in life during these remaining few weeks that we have? That's what I like about Christmas, you know. We can have a tough year, but boy, we're going to hit it on a high note, aren't we? You know, Christmas is, it's, the, it's one of the apexes of the year, and uh, it comes right at the end of the year. So, you know, we still got hope. There's still a lot to think about, and we're going to uh, consider that and reflect upon that the next coming weeks. Well, there's two things I want to share with you about how to rebolster your sense of hope in life during these remaining few weeks of 2023. Two things. First of all, realistically recognize that many of the things that we hold dear in life will, to some degree, disappoint us. I hate to tell you that if you don't know it, but my guess is you already know that. Most of you do. Uh, this is a given. Jesus said it. He said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. Didn't he say that? He didn't say in this world it's going to be a piece of cake. He didn't say that, did he? No, you're going to have trouble. You can count on disappointment 100%. It's sort of like uh, teenagers driving. When, when my two sons... Uh, got their car insurance, they said, well, the probability of accident is 100%. Oh, my God, that puts shivers, shivers down my back. Oh, Lord. And, and they proved it right. 
What what of them only took two days? Isn't that something? Dad, come and get me. Oh, well, that's the way it works. Uh, but the, the person in the Bible who spoke most clearly to this notion of life having some of its disappointments is a man named Solomon. You ever heard of him? Solomon. Uh, he's in the Old Testament. He wrote, he wrote at least three books of the Bible, some of the most profound books. And uh, Solomon is described as the wisest person on earth. Even Jesus said that when Jesus was uh, discoursing in the temple area. He said, you know, Sol Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived and is going to live. Well, that's pretty smart, isn't it? <laughs> Especially when it comes from the mouth of Jesus. I mean, if anybody knows knowledge and wisdom, well, that, that would be Jesus, wouldn't it? Well, of course. But that's who he was. He was, he was the wisest person. You know, if he were alive today, he would constantly be on the cover of Time magazine. Man of the year. Man of the year for this, man of the year for that, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he was very wise. And Solomon had everything. You know, a lot of the things that we want, that we think we want or think we need in life, he had them. He wasn't spared anything. So you put wisdom and experience together, and what he does is he summarizes life. That's what he does. It's called the Book of Ecclesiastes. That's what it's called. And it's a summary. It's his conclusion about life. And uh, listen, listen to what he says. He says that pleasures are futile if you're looking to find meaning in them. Work, he says, it's another. It has its disappointments, too, because work is pointless if you think that all your accomplishments are going to last forever. You know, most likely, most of us will be forgotten in a year or two, won't we? And what we did. Uh, another one, fighting against time is useless if you think you can add another second to your life. Jesus said you can't do that. Uh, relationships are ineffective if you think they're going to solve all your problems, you know. Oh, this, this is the answer to everything, my, you know. Oh, that's silly, isn't it? Riches, he says, are worthless if you think that money is going to bring you all the happiness you want in the world. Not true. Government and religious leaders, he says, will disappoint you if you expect them, like your spouse, to solve all your problems. Guess what? It ain't going to happen. You know, and he knew from experience. He understood that uh, very clearly. He had 700 wives. You know, that's pretty, that's quite a massive uh, number of wives, isn't it? He understood that situation. Well, uh, what we have to realize, many of the things we hold dear in life, they're not, they're not totally, in this sense, uh, going to give us, we're not, they're going to disappoint us, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's what Solomon's saying. Some of the things, most of the things that we hold dear in life, to some degree, are going to disappoint us. They're not perfect. So, does that mean that we just sort of lose hope in life? No. I think the, the second point is this. Our real reason for hope in 2023 still awaits us. There is one. I can think of only one thing that will not disappoint us, and that's God. God never disappoints. God never disappoints. Uh, you know, we have, to, we have to realize that the best is yet to come. 
You want to put your hopes and dreams in something? That's why we're celebrating hope at Mass today. That's, that's the theme of Advent, hope. See, what's going to happen is the one that we uh, anticipate to appear is going to show up in just three short weeks. Do you know Christmas Eve is three short weeks away? Wow, I don't want to scare you or anything. But uh, isn't that something? See, Jesus is our hope. He is the hope that will never, ever disappoint. Never, ever disappoint. Jesus gives us hope to the max. He is hope to the max because he is God in the flesh. He is, as they say, 100% pure hope. That's what he is. Now, I'm sure there's some of you out there today that are listening to what I'm saying. You're saying to yourself, well, pastor, that's not my Jesus. That's not my Jesus. Uh, are you forgetting that bad things happen to good people? Where's Jesus then? Doesn't he care? Does he exist? Well, you know, those things, uh, I'm not forgetting any of them. I'm really not. I'm not forgetting any of them or anything else. But here's what I would encourage you to do. Strongly encourage you to do, Christian. Check out the validity of the sources that you use to teach you about who Jesus is. That's really important. Who is your authority on Jesus? Who tells you that Jesus can disappoint? Jesus will disappoint. Do, do you take your cues today from television? You take your cues today uh, from, you know, those types of things, movies that tell you that Jesus is a myth. He's nothing but a myth. You know, well, what can you expect? What more can you expect if, you, if that's the way you see Jesus? You know, he, he's, you know, if you take your, it's sort of like going to a, 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 a car mechanic. You're saying, I need brain surgery. Can you help me out? Any of you want to do that? Well, I wouldn't. Well, you'd say, well, that's silly, isn't it? Well, of course it's silly. I want to go to the source. I don't want to go to, you know, I, I was uh, watching, I was flipping the other day for a Louisville basketball game. And uh, I came across, the, I think it was PBS. They had a Smithsonian um, show on called The Real Jesus. This is The Real Jesus. And it says, separating the legend from fact. I just sort of laughed. Hey, <laughs> I mean, man, yeah, you're an authority. You really are an authority on this. And I, I did go to the web and look at sort of the outline of it because I didn't watch it because I knew it was going to be a joke. Um, but it's amazing. But we take our authority on that. Our authority in who Jesus is rests on those kinds of... If your authority... And who Jesus is rests on those kinds of things, Jesus will disappoint you. I guarantee it. So where do we go? Well, here's what I've learned over 69 years or 68 years of life. My source of authority when it comes to Jesus is three things. The Holy Scripture, the tradition of the church, and the lives, the teachings of the saints. Those are the things. Now, how do I know that's true? 
Here's how I know it. And you can know, you can say this. The Holy Scriptures confirm that hope in Jesus doesn't disappoint. I've never found a scripture that says Jesus will disappoint you. Never have. Now, I've seen some shows that say they will, that Jesus will disappoint you. The church. I've never seen anything in the teaching or the tradition of the church that says Jesus will disappoint you. Never seen it. And in uh, my extensive study of the lives of saints, I've never heard one saint say Jesus will disappoint you. And these are the people in the know. These are the people that Jesus, you know, it's God's word. It's Jesus established the church. It's the people that walk the most, the closest to God. That's my source of authority. That's my source of authority. What is it? The scriptures, the tradition of the church, and the lives of the saints. Now that's something that you can hope. Because that hope, those three legs, you might call it, tell you that Jesus doesn't disappoint. He doesn't disappoint. But today, we listen to all these authorities. Boy, are we making a major mistake. People of God, see, you're the people of God. Believe in the scripture. Believe in the church. Believe in the saints. And you will have hope. Why? Because Jesus never disappoints. God bless all of you. Now let us stand as we profess our wonderful life-giving faith. I believe in one God, 